Welcome to The Wheel Reads, a Wheel of Time podcast. Your hosts are Alan, Chris, and Ian. This podcast is safe for first-time readers with no spoilers. This week, we'll be covering chapters 13 and 14 of A Crown of Swords, The Bowl of Winds, and White Plumes. Enjoy! Well, welcome back to The Will Reads for episode seven of season seven. Yay. Seven, seven. <laughs> seven and seven. Yeah. So mm-hmm. mm, that's a good drink. Seven and seven. Actually, it's not that great of a drink, but I used to drink them back in the day. It's fun to say. It's fun to say. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So drink, what's, what's it's a phenomenal drink? Okay. It's phenomenal. There you go. Uh, Secret seven's okay. It's not my favorite. But, I'm talking about peer, peerless. Oh, peerless. It's oh, bourbon. that's great. Hmm. Okay. I'll have to check it out. Um, yeah. So no new patrons this week. Uh, as far as other announcements goes, we do have to do a live reaction at some point. Uh, I actually had patrons say, are you guys going to do one for crown swords? I'm like, yes, we will. We have to come to a good chapter. So we're getting through the minutia first. Um, so, um, maybe soon I'll, I'll try to find a good chapter for us to do one schedule it at, at some point um so that's that's that um also announcement next week we will not be recording if you watch us live on our normal tuesday time uh we're gonna switch things up a bit and it's gonna be on monday and it's gonna be at 10 p.m so a little bit later in the evening and on a monday so I'll send, out tons of, I'll send out tons of notifications we have guests and that's when they can come so monday night next monday hey. At 10 p.m. If you're listening to this on the podcast, he said this twice to our, for our benefit, you guys. We've yeah. already, rec- we've he's already really, recorded. He's talking to Chris and me because <laughs> we're because Mondays we like y'all ready. I'm gonna be like ready for what? Ready for what? <laughs> yeah. I'm going exactly. in my phone and updating it now. <laughs> yeah, so that's next week. Uh, a little bit different, um, and then yeah, um, and then not that, that weekend, but the following weekend of February is going to be Water Fortune. We had contestants lined up for that. So that's going to be fun. Uh, it's going to be a good old time. Um, so that's going to be, I guess, what is that? February like 11th or something like that? I think. Uh, so yeah, February 11th. I got it right the first time. Yeah. So February. Yeah. It's 10 o'clock uh, Eastern Standard Time. How? Just to clarify that uh, for next for next week. Yeah. It's going to be a little late. We're gonna have a little bit. Yeah, of we're on Eastern Standard Time here. We're on the East Coast. Yeah, we're all we're all East Coast. Coasters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that's all it for announcements for right now. Um, look forward to more giveaways coming next week as well. Um, as we get into the February month, but for right now, that's uh, get everything out. I think we're good. So, um, oh, I was gonna read this too. Uh, let me go find it. I did get uh another New Year's resolution, even though we already gave it a word out for it. I did get another New Year's resolution, so I figured I would read that if I can find it. You know, I, I should have had these things pr- pulled up beforehand, you know? Peace on earth and goodwill toward men. Yeah, I think that's what it was. How'd you how'd you know? Um, it was pretty much just saying like they want to oh here it is. Uh my New Year's resolution is to keep being a badass. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did I send that one in? Uh, very... His name was Mike. And uh, I said, keep it up. Uh, we are all rooting for your continued badassery. 
So uh, yes. thank you. Uh, and then we got a uh, someone emailed us a review as well, saying they just found us and they love us. So uh, what? Please email me. I respond to these emails, and I do. I do appreciate them. Um, so can yeah. we like the review? Well, this was an email. This was an email of you. So I just want to oh, reach out cool. to you guys saying you are the most entertaining podcast I've ever listened to. Um, hey. Yeah. So that's from Shelby. So thank you, Shelby. Thank you, Shelby. Um, we have fun yeah. with it. Yeah. So that's that's that. Um, so yeah, appreciate that kind of stuff. Um, so keep keep sending me stuff. I like it when you guys send me emails. I respond. I'll, I'll, I'll send them on to Ian and Chris too. Uh, someone did one on Twitter the other day, and I sent, I took screenshots of you, Chris. So yeah, yeah, um, that's great. We we appreciate that stuff. It makes me feel good. <laughs> Gives me all the warm fuzzies inside. <laughs> Anyways, it makes me think I'm actually doing something in my life. Um, <laughs> onward to personal life. Um, yeah, what's going on in personal life? Um, getting ready to go to Florida. That's uh, next week. Oh, yeah. So uh, next Thursday, not this Thursday, not two days, but next Thursday of Florida. Um, so going to be there for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So four days in Florida. Um, going to visit my brother uh, who's been on the podcast before. So haven't seen him in over a year. So actually, no, I saw him last summer. So it hasn't been quite over a year, uh, but months. So we're going to go see him. It will be good. Um and that's that's all I got. Are you really... gonna do Bush Gardens while you're down there? We're thinking about Legoland. Oh, yeah. do Bush Gardens? I'm not sure. Legoland's neat. Yeah. Their Bush Gardens is still very cool for the little kids. They got all the yeah. animals and the mm-hmm. giraffes and the feeding giraffes is fun. And yeah. 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 yeah but Legoland is awesome. You, that's yeah, my kids are really into Legos right now. So yeah. we'll, we'll awesome. see. We might do something like that. We might just hang out with with, with Hunter and and yeah. Their their nephew Thomas, so we'll see. Um, but uh, we'll, uh, we can't play it by ear. I don't really have much of plans. Um, and that's all I got. Really, I'm trying to plan my 40th birthday party. Yeah, I'm turning 40. Getting You're old. old. I know. <laughs> uh, it's coming up soon. Coming up fast in a hurry. Um, so uh, Ian, Ian gets it before I do, but uh, trying to plan it. So I don't want to talk about it. Come up with some ideas. Uh, what's it do? But yeah, you look so good for 40. I hope I don't die. Um, Alan, so, you do too. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. I, I, I don't try. At, at um, 30, at 38, <laughs> I looked really good. Like all vanity intended at 38. I look really good between 38. And now I fell apart. I'm super <laughs> frumpy. I have, I have soft edges. There's no definition, no chisel. No, no everything's frumpy. Everything's, I got to do it's something okay. about that. So some women like a little extra fluff. No, hey, look, my woman's not complaining. We're look, we're surviving the winter just fine. Like the bed is warm. <laughs> um, yeah, and and I also got this new T-shirt that I really really love. But uh, and you may ask yourself, and you may ask yourself, <laughs> says how do I get? How did I get here? Oh my! Oh my God! What have I done? Um. So if you know, you know. Yeah. Kind of thing, if you listen to great music from the eighties, I have it stuck in my head now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ask yourself. So, so what's going uh, on with you, uh, Chris? If you have a lot to say tonight, you're in luck. You're going to have the floor because uh, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm in that routine, doing the work thing. I'm a little less disgruntled than I have been. I guess I'm still getting used to it, and I'm still a little mad that I'm getting used to it. But whatever, getting used to it. And yeah, work and eating dinner and 
playing a little bass or guitar with the kids and going to bed. That's it. That's my life. I mean, that's that's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm loving it. I got good company either way. The people at work are awesome, and obviously the people at home, I love them to death. They're they're good people. So yeah, I'm very blessed. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, kind of in the same boat. Like you know, still going through training at work, and this is my last week, so I'll be a, an official full time relationship banker at Truist next week, which okay. is cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of regulations i need to go back and reread so i don't do something yeah. stupid and get myself fired but Still um, crazy. And right when you got them all down pat congress will pass a law the regulations will change exactly that's what i'm learning real quick but there but there's this thing called uh acadia that has all the documents i ever will want to read in 20 billion more so yeah you have to deal with all the crazy people coming in asking all sorts of weird requests that you cannot honor and yeah like oh are you going to dabble in mortgages at all? 400 and you want a home mortgage. Right. Do so you if have you're a dabbling large in mortgages, cash down payment? <laughs> yeah. do, you, do you have a father that'll co-sign with really good credit? Like what, what bring to the table? Uh, but mortgages is the worst. You, like, especially the last couple years, you'll be in underwriting and regulations will change and the requirements will change. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, it's fun if you enjoy that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. You got to dip, you got to dive. Gotta... Yeah. I've been enjoying the teller line. Like, I like being back there with the money. Mm-hmm. And so I'm cross trained to do teller work. Okay. And they want a banker back on the teller line. So I'm trying to angle yeah, myself to be that banker back on the teller line. That way I could just be busy all day and get paid yeah. more than the tellers. So <laughs> yeah. it's, a nice, it's a nice little niche. I mean, they, they yeah. got raised to twenty two dollars an hour, so they're not making little to nothing. So they went from yeah. making sixteen to twenty two. So that's a okay, a lot more money for them. But again, I'll be a banker, making yeah. banker money, working the total yeah, line. So. It's a different world. Yeah, we, I mean, we did have a lot of small yeah. branches. They even have like sometimes have the the branch manager have a drawer. So even the branch manager go on there sometimes. But truth no longer allow a branch leader to have a drawer. They have yeah. operations manager or leader that that, that does that. So, okay. Uh, hey, is, that, there, is there a practical yeah. reason re- reason for that, or is that like just a point of pride? They're like, we finally rose to the level. We ain't <laughs> gonna have our branch managers having drawers. Heck no. We're well, they split the bank, so you you have an operations manager or leader that's in charge of your tellers. They have a branch leader that's in charge of the bankers, and they come oh, together yeah. to to make decisions. Yeah, they starting hmm. to grow. That's it. It's yeah, like cellular division. They just uh huh. Is that meiosis or mitosis? Obviously, those mixed up. Meiosis. Yeah. We'll go with something. that. Mm-hmm. But um, we did do something really cool on Friday night. So I saw something on Axios Charlotte talking about free glass blowing, and I'm like, huh, okay. And then Chanel saw it too, and she's like, hey, we should go see this. And I'm like, all right, well, let's let's do it. Hmm. So we went out and we watched these guys make a glass blown vase. It was like an hour and a half of watching men like run mm-hmm. around, trying not to burn themselves, molding glass. And I've done it, you know, Chrysler Museum, they do little bulbs and stuff. But this was like a $4,000 vase that they were creating. So wow. it was really cool. fun to watch, to feel the stress and to see the tension and, you know, just to be involved in that process. We had some really good food after that and then went saturday and celebrated a cousin's birthday and 
Sunday, we just kind of chilled. So kind of at that point, I was talking to a friend about it. I was like, man, I used to have so much energy and I used to like do so many things. And I think I'm like in that season now where I just don't have as much to keep me busy. So I don't have as much energy. I don't have as much, you know, he's like, you know, if you, you don't use it, you lose it. And you, you're starting to settle. That's true. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm comfortable with this. I'm kind of in, having that internal struggle of what I've known for 34 years versus what the last year has been. And so trying to come to terms with that. I don't know if anybody else has ever felt that way, but you know, going from that survivalship mode to I could actually kind of be at peace, you know, everything mm -hmm. else barred, you know, still got bills to pay, still have, you know, leftover finances to catch up on, but yeah, I'm you, can't, you can't stop grinding, <laughs> but it, it's a little less stressful. There's moments of oh, I could just I could sit here and chill. Yeah, I don't have to keep doing 16 different things. Exactly. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy it a little bit. But like you said, if you don't use it, you lose it. That That's a little bit what I'm struggling with. And, you know, the back adds to that. But I there's still things I can do. So I need to start being intentional about getting out, doing stuff, being active and moving. And I don't yeah. have to grind and make more money, but I still need to do stuff. I need to exist other than just chilling on my couch, you know? Yeah. All right. You guys ready? Sure. Yes. Let's yes. jump right in. Yeah. These are fun ones. Yeah. We'll jump right in. Um, so chapter 13. The Bowl of Winds. And I know we've gotten away to talk about chapter icons, but this one stuck out. I know you guys are listening, but um, I wish I could share that. Let me see if I can figure out a way to share. I'm uh, sure there's a way. There you go. Um, oh, wait, okay. Yeah. It looks like it's, two doves with a star. It's supposed to be two goals. And it reminded me of, of uh, let, me, let me see if I can share my screen. Um, Share screen, uh, window, no, entire screen. Okay, we're gonna do weird. We're gonna do weird shit for a second. It's about to get weird. It's about to get weird. All right, boom. All right. It reminded me of this memorial, not the destroyed one. Oh but, wow, uh, it does look a lot like that. Oh yeah. wow. Wait, where's that? That is the Cape Horn Memorial. Oh. Um, at, at the tip of um, South America. Yeah. Uh, how long has that been there? Uh, for about, I want to say 40 or 50 years now. So it really and, could be that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. And inscribed on it is the name of every sailor that's lost their life trying to round Cape Horn. At least that we know of. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's still on my to-do list. Do you, do, do you want to, to get on the, that? To, to make to, the, the yeah. list? Or no, to, 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 round, to round Cape Horn. <laughs> yes. On, on a... <laughs> So he wants to go. <laughs> I'm on a whole, well, look, if I get diagnosed with stage four, I'm yes, that's exactly the list I'm going for. I'm just gonna get on a little dinghy all by myself. I could try and take a laser around Cape Horn. No, no, I, I want I want to do it on a, on a mono hole somewhere, you know, between a a forty and fifty five footer. That's I want right. That's what I'm saying. I want I want to be safe ish, but I want to have to work. Like there's no relaxing. We're just gonna cruise around. No, nah. that range, forty to fifty-five, going around the horn. Yeah. It takes effort to live. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, I mean, when you have a hundred foot waves, and it blows like crazy, and you there's ice everywhere. It, you gotta hit it just right. 
Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, <laughs> so a bowl of wins. Talking about the wins. Cape Horn has lots of it. Um, so can you, can you tell me why for this chapter, we didn't have some of our 420 friendly um, huh. friends on with us? Huh. Oh yeah. We I guess I feel like that's the perfect chapter oh, title. title. Yeah. I'm not saying it necessarily relates to the chapter, but come on. Mm. There is a podcast called The Weed of Time. Um, I'm sure they and, got excited about this one. I'm sure they did. And and they they smoke a lot of weed and then record a podcast. Yeah. If that's your thing. It's interesting. Um, so. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hit it. So anyway, Avienda uh, and others are going to visit Seafolk. So that's where we are. Uh, we're back in Ebodar. Um, Avienda, Elaine, Brigitte, and Nynaeve uh, are on their way down to the docks to go visit the sea folk. And yeah, it's uh Avian is really bothered, bothered by all the water. Um, and, and just by wet litters in general, by all of it. Um, yeah, she's still very overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <laughs> like doubly like disgusted at the existence of a river that is so salty. You can't drink it. She's like, what the hell is the point of that? Which I don't know. You, we've always grown again. Where we where we grew up, we're all around brackish and yeah, salt water. Sad. So you don't <laughs> think about it. Nope. But yeah, there's gigantic bodies well, of water. You know, as a kid, I never die. really realized. <laughs> as a kid, I like never paid attention to the fact that like you had salt water and fresh water. I was like, ah, there's water all over the place. And then people, oh no, we could run out of fresh water. I'm like, huh? It's wow. everywhere. Right. How, how can we? <laughs> I look outside and all I see is water. Yeah, the, the ocean's like one of the biggest deserts in the world. I mean, you're in the middle of the ocean, you're surrounded by nothing drinkable. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you can use reverse osmosis and pull the if you had the right equipment, yeah, yeah. sure. So I mean, you know, Avian is only partially right. Like I'm sure that there's some type of isodide technique to separate water from the salt. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean you can make it still. Or you can just boil it. Yeah, yeah you can make it you can't yeah. boil salt water. I mean, we can boil it into a still and make a still or drips. Yeah, the problem is, right. you also leach out all of uh, all the minerals all and other things into it. And eventually, yeah. if you drink distilled water too much, it'll eventually start to leach the metal or the metals out of your body as well. The water will, uh, yes. and it'll actually kill you in the long run. And for for short term, yes, it will hydrate you and keep you alive. Yeah. For months and months and months, drinking only distilled water can kill you. Yeah, that's that whole. Uh, oh, what's the stupid yeah. term? It won't come to me right now, but it will later. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I, 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 anyways, I just took a moment to think about that. She comes from a place, raised in a place where water is scarce and rare. Sure. So, so every drop of it is like, hey, don't waste this. this is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And now she's in places where there's giant bodies of water, but undrinkable. And it, you know, she's just trying to process that. Not really significant yeah. to this part of the chapter, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. maybe think. I, it- it's also like a lot of the world world that has struggles oh, with clean. Osmosis. That was the word I was looking for. Yeah, a a lot of uh part of the a lot of parts of the world struggle with clean, drinkable, potable water. And, oh yeah, and, and I, I know for a fact that a lot of people are really just baffled by the fact that you know in a lot of a lot of Western countries, even toilet water is potable water, drink drinkable water, and like you yeah, can pee and I mean it's like. It's like Fourth of July. I don't know what they're gonna do next year. Like, are they gonna have the egg toss still? Like, could you imagine nowadays? Like, someone oh, tossing an egg. Like, I would win that. I ain't dropping no egg. <laughs> <laughs> that shit's expensive. Yeah, I still eat six a day. 
Well, I, right. I know all the crazy uh, crazy chicken ladies in my neighborhood, so I get free eggs. That's the same. She get free eggs out there. Yeah, we get free eggs. But anyway, we get free eggs. We all the crazy chicken ladies. Um, water, water everywhere, and not a drop to drink. Yep. Yep. Uh, yep. Here we go. Um, yeah, and, and at some point they 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 start talking with Elaine about being near sisters, almost first sisters, or at least start thinking about that. You know, but they still need to figure out what this men girl is all about. Uh, but, you know, Elaine and, yeah. and Avienda are like, yeah, we're good. We're good with Rand. You can share them. Uh, yeah. This, this men girl. I don't, I don't know. But isn't this an Avienda perspective? Yes. So I always remind myself of that. And I wonder what the setup is here. So in her mind, she's thinking about how, like, they're going through this process of becoming near sisters and they're acting that way, whatever. But how much of this is she communicating to Elaine, so was Elaine seeing it the same way? Is this hmm. like a little setup to Avienda thinking they're more than they are? Like, hmm. is it gonna come to head at some point? Uh, at least here, it it didn't say that they were hashing that out and actually communicating really well. All of this was more in Avienda's head, assuming that you know they're progressing to near sisters. Mm-hmm. I well, I mean, I, I I hear you and I agree with you on that. Um, you can tell that Avian is definitely given more consideration or given a lot of consideration to this, but she's also Aes Sedai, so, or, excuse me, Aiel. So her level of attentiveness is much higher. She's much more um, acute and really trying to pick up on everything that Elaine is putting down. Like she's even starting to recognize, even in the smallest motions, what Mo- like physical motions what her emotions are so sure. like she is fully invested in this so hopefully elaine is returning the same favor and i, I think as we read along you kind of get a glimpse of it but I, I get what you're saying yeah yeah and then as they're walking around they're also talking about how to find the bull wins and aviana suggests that maybe matt you know since he's severe and maybe he can do it and uh aviana's just like yeah Matt. (laughs) Okay, we. Uh, So I'll comment on this, but we got to go back to what I was just saying for a second because it was a setup. So I could say this where I see it going is there's to be some conversation where they're both talking about what, you know, well, I guess we just, this is what we're going to have to do. And Aviana's like, yeah, I know what we got to do. And Elaine's like, yeah, I know what we got to do. And so, like, Avienda just starts taking her clothes off and leans in to start making out with Elaine. And Elaine's like, no, no, I I thought we were going to flip a coin to see who gets ran. What the hell is this? Like, that's just, that's what I was thinking about how them, they're like, mm-hmm. they're going down the same path, but, like, not on the same page. That's, yeah, yeah. Anyway. definitely. 100%. And then, we're, and then we're still all underestimating Matt. Especially not na- na- Naive. She's just, yeah. Well, they're they're all they're all kind of underestimating for different reasons. Nynaeve, I don't know completely what her hang up is because her and Egwene, we could say the same thing. Like, well, from the same village, and Matt was Matt, so that's the only Matt they know. I think Nynaeve might have a different level of what she knows about him in his situation, having been the wisdom. But she, yeah, definitely seems to be not a fan of Matt in a position of authority, or, or that she just can't believe that he could do anything significant right mm-hmm. avienda yeah. seems like a little bit of a man hater right now mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And and I, I don't know. I'd have to think on it. I don't know if she's always been that way. It's more of a wetlander thing. I, yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I think definitely it's a wetlander. Even in the book, like we're seeing again her perspective. And this is the first time we really dive into the mind of an Aiel, and she's talking about having to get accustomed to something as simple as saying a first name only, right? And how that seems like a honey name, which is something they only use like with people they're very intimate with. And the only person she's been intimate with is Rand, and she doesn't even call him that way. So we're we're right. really getting her perspective, and that kind of leads us right into the whole conversation or idea of not allowing herself to be seen as weak and not mm-hmm. giving in to her seasickness and the motion of the boat. And mm-hmm. then it also takes us into her feelings, which is right on par with what a um armalin probably should think it should be thinking when it comes to nicola and uh arena and she mm-hmm. i mean very ideal like their trouble get rid of them yeah mm-hmm. so eliminate the threat yeah exactly but it's, it's actually a lane in the situation that comes to matt's defense and it's like yeah i think it's actually a good idea let's get matt to do it um so of course they send brigitte to go tell not ask to tell matt to <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's also well, let- a conversation about Marigon mm-hmm. and how mm-hmm. everybody's like, well, fretting over her is not going to do us any good. And then Avian is like, if a shadow soul was had me marked, I think I'd be a little freaked out. So, I mean, again, here we don't have Isodai out, or I keep saying Isodai, Aiel outright talking about their emotions and their almost fears, if you want to call it that. But here she is kind of being outright about it in her own mind, at least. And I think that type of context would give a little bit of incentive for the others to really think on it if she did verbalize it. But again, we know the communication in this great mm-hmm. book yeah. is mm-hmm. so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And that was my point earlier. I still have to constantly go back and either re-listen or reread and answer the question did they say that out loud or was that in their head because it totally changes how you view the big picture of what's happening in the situation <laughs> and there's sometimes we're like i'll go back and they actually say it out loud and i'm like oh shit that's amazing and then i or sometimes i go back and i was like they only said it in their head i'm like why the fuck didn't you say that out loud <laughs> like, that happens to me all the time i mean i sit there like and i say something i'm like shit did i say that out loud i <laughs> 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 was supposed to be my head i am so sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> or how about how about with the misses and like you swear you answered but they're like you just sat there and didn't say anything and then you think about it and you're like no no i could have just said that in my head that's entirely possible <laughs> uh, but i thought i said it no i probably just uh, i probably just had just, that conversation just, with yeah. myself i'm sorry yep. <laughs> all the time i do it all the time all the time and it gets done to me all, all the time, time. uh-huh yep that's just life. Yeah. yeah. Anywho. Well, that's what that's what's great about these books. It's very it can be frustrating, but when you think about it, that's that's how we do. Yeah, my, my wife does it to me almost on a weekly basis. Like, yeah, we're going over to Blah Blah's house tomorrow. He goes, I didn't know this. He goes, I told you last week. I was like, did you? She's like, Yeah, I might not have. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Uh, yep. Yep. I yeah. sworn I told you. I do the same thing back. I think it's just human nature. Yeah. Um 
So anything from all this, you know, uh, obviously there's a couple of, of, of jokes going around that I, Aviana thinks is funny, but it's not really supposed to be funny. <laughs> so, um, that whole scene and, uh, and just tension or not necessarily tension, just, you know, Elaine mentions Rand, for example, and Avian is just confused by all of it. It's just, there's a lot of culture clashing here and it's very obvious, uh, just between the IEO culture and the wetland culture. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's neat getting in Avianda's head. We've mm-hmm. had a lot of other people getting into IEL culture and just looking silly and not knowing what they're doing and feeling confused. Rand and Egwene mm-hmm. both um, and others. We haven't had a whole lot and we, we've asked for it. A whole lot of inside the, the, the head or perspective of the IEL. I still want to mm-hmm. get in some of the, the wise ones heads for some of these scenes, but uh I enjoyed getting in Avienda's head a little bit and a reminder yeah. that as confident as they act. And when we see them from somebody else's point of view, they seem like these badass, confident, like they always know what they're doing sort of thing, but she's second guessing a lot. Sure. Inside of her head. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it's, it, it, it's like that in life. I mean, a lot of people put on that front. I mean, I remember as a kid looking up to my parents that they had their shit together. They know everything. You know? They knew everything and they had their shit together. And, and and then I grew up and I'm the same age, if not older than my parents were. And I'm like, right. I have they no way of doing it. And I, and I bring it to my dad. I'm like, I, you guys had, he's like, we didn't know. <laughs> like, uh, we were winging it. <laughs> yeah. like, we just made it look real good. <laughs> I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, cat sleeping back there. That was us making it look good. There were, yeah. there were nights we would literally flip a coin and figure out what the hell we were going to do. We narrowed it down to two choices and, Okay. Option B, <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah. Um, so then we get to the sea folks. So anything before we get to the, down to the docks, or no, to no. the plank or whatever. Okay. Nah, not really. So we get down there, and there's some men that are boarding the ship and pulling up the the gangway, I guess, or whatever. And and they come up and they're like, "We need to board the ship." And they're like, "The fuck you are." <laughs> pretty well, much. Wait, hold uh, on. There was one more thing I want to bring up. The idea that Matt recognizes Brigitte. Oh, yeah. So I'm assuming this is just one of his past memories of her. That's the next chapter, though, isn't it? No. No, the sea folk lady does, but only because of her response. That's later. Well, that's later in this chapter, I think. But Matt. Chapter two. Yeah. Brigitte, he can't have recognized you. If he had, he would have said something by now. Yeah. But they don't know what Matt's going through. Yeah. No, they have no idea. So they assume there's no way he can know. Correct. But he knows. Right. Kind of. Sort of. It's slowly coming together. Now, see, this is kind of different than what Rand is going through. Rand is meant like literally having another person within his body. Matt, on the other hand, is just getting flashes of the memories of another person or people. Mm-hmm. Or, again, because of what he asked for, he's getting all of his memories back. He's remembering everything he forgot. He's or what? What was it that he asked for? Do y'all remember? The exactly. no more holes in his memory. Yeah, mm-hmm. to like it right, and that helps out next chapter. Anyway, continuing. Yeah. So yeah, so the men refuse them at first, um, and then Elaine tells them that they know Windfinders and they know what you guys can do. So let us on board. Like kind of on the nose, dude. Like 
chill with the, like the secret code shit. Shit. people <laughs> might be listening the fish are jumping bitch be quiet chill with the secret code shit man yeah <laughs> keep it down if you when I get their attention, knew, you would have just done the handshake and we'd have been like all right like yeah on, yeah it's it's never gonna do to call people out on like secrets like yeah yeah just, that's that's all that's all so but that's but the, the way they the, get on the, board the first the first hint that they're they at least try to be very secretive about who they are and what they do and they're very mm-hmm. closed off to letting other people in right which we kind of knew before but for these chapters there's one and there's more to come yeah yeah so they do finally get on board they put like a little i guess uh like they don't even lower the gangway they just like let's not breathe breeze over that initial like moment though you have our friend uh naive it's just like you earring buffoon that's a great way to start a conversation i was looking for the the direct quote because i remember hearing it and i was like why why does she have to be so aggressive she can't even use her power outright like it'd be different if she could just like use the air to make her lift herself up onto the boat and then you know pull out the earrings with the one power and then you know straighten them out make them darts or something dart into the guy like that's what i would do all she can do is be be aggressive yeah Yeah. i'll i'll open with i still really like naive as a character for all you naive lovers out there and then i also have to say there's been plenty of moments where she just annoys the living shit out of me. It questions me what land sees in her sometimes. Yeah, even oh, that. Man, oh. You could do so much better. It's just <laughs> naive, I mean, we don't know naive. what's coming in future books, but bro, you could do so much better. Yeah. I think he likes little, you know, beatings and the being taught down to. It just kind of fuels his fire, but she's just like, we are not after your gift of passage so it doesn't matter whether you refuse us um refuse it to Aes Sedai you let down the ladder instantly and they're like huh, huh. and then Elaine's like hey I'm kind of a queen and we know about your wayfinders and so that's really mm-hmm. I, Nynaeve is going to get them in some big trouble soon I can feel it but then there's also advantage sometimes of having the good cop bad cop thing the balance between Nynaeve and Elaine here is very good. <laughs> you guys have some awful opinions at times. That's okay. Does that have to do with what I just said about Nynaeve? Yeah, because if it does, tell us in the chat. Because <laughs> yeah. Lan, Lan and Nynaeve are perfect. <laughs> no, they are. I'm just saying sometimes she makes me cringe. Now, but let's jump to what I was about to say. Like it is kind of a perfect balance of naive just being the over the top, little too aggressive, little abrasive, whatever. And, you know, they're taking it back and they're like, what? And then Elaine, when she does her more polished, respectful kind of approach, it's very well accepted. Mostly cool. <laughs> that means uh, that all, that also equals somewhat not cool. <laughs> hey, I'll take Which it. I'm okay with that. I know. I was gonna say, uh, yeah, man. yeah, man. That's just like that's just like your opinion, just man. Opinion, man. Yeah, that's your opinion. <laughs> the dude abides. Uh, <laughs> uh, great movie. That's um, fair. that's fair. Yeah. So yeah. So they get on board and they start exchanging. Um, 
a little bit of knowledge here and there. That's when Brigitte, I think, says her f- secret phrase, secret squirrel phrase, and they're like, they yeah. stop and like, huh? And then they immediately the sea folk are just like Elaine and Nadine. If you guys aren't really I said I, you're not old enough. Psh, whatever. Um, you know, and Brigitte's like, well, I'm not. I never said I was. <laughs> um, and Aviana's like, I'm not either. I'm Aiel. They're like, oh, you're dressed differently. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, didn't expect, didn't expect that, you but, to be but, just like and like that. they they murmur to each other but you can touch the source i can tell <laughs> yeah yeah well um, the the one uh they have a wind finder in there right, right. and like they kind of give the look at her and she flat out says she's like uh three of them could channel those two plus her yeah. and by the way like they're kind of like the most powerful channelers I've ever run into. So by the nine winds and Stormbringer's beard, I'm not. Brigitte replied. Sometimes she said things that even Elaine and I Eve seemed to not understand. But the white-haired woman jumped as if she had been goosed, <laughs> and stared at a long moment before turning. You are not Isidai either. Grated the woman. Avina's like, nah, I'm Avienda of the Nine Valley Sept of the Tartan Aiel. And the woman gave twice the start as she did for Brigitte. You were not garb in the expected girl. And so, mm-hmm. like, I really love that moment where you have this older woman. I can kind of see her hunched over her table. And then she's like, oh, oh, like, yeah. like she had woken up some lady bits that no longer worked or something. Yeah. And then they get really excited about the Tarangriel. They're like, yeah, we're looking for this Tarangriel that controls weather. Goes, what does it look like? And they're like, I mean, it's a bowl of clouds. They're like, the bowl of winds. <laughs> like, well, it really doesn't have a name that we know of. Well, that's got to be it. Uh, well, then she changes, she changes tunes real quick. It's yeah. Then she turns to the guy that's listens to her. I won't say works for her, but also yeah, in no, charge. That's her like, hubby. Yeah, but, that's but, her it, that's, but that's the relationship is interesting. Attitude. It's a partner, but they have very different roles, mm-hmm. but they both take turns telling each other what it's going to be mm-hmm. like. They both have. And then she gets her way. Say, That's not just like. A right. husband <laughs> but she listens to what he says, but then also she gets her. Mm-hmm. I won't say yet where the balance is. It feels fairly balanced, but in a very unfamiliar way. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. if we learn more about them, my opinions will change, but. Yeah, it's unique. Anyway, so it works. So yeah, the sea folk are really excited about this because apparently this was something that they knew about that was lost a long time ago, and it's part of years. their yeah. And um, and you know, I'm not sure they've been looking for it, but I don't know if it's part of the prophecies because they're really secretive about this. Uh, and they are looking for the Coromore, which is Rand. It's so mm-hmm. they do have their own prophecies um you know as well their culture does and um you know and they get down to kind of all right let's make a bargain then it's like well the real bargain's actually with with rad but we can make kind of something between us yeah what if like before this bowl was lost their people were insanely powerful i believe it like that was kind of my thought that's like their focus they could do the wind they could do the weather if they had that bowl they were probably some bad asses Mm-hmm. That was my yeah. thought. I, I, I'm right there with you. I felt like the emphasis on the bowl being so important that she snaps at her friend, like, tell all the 12 wayfinders and their mistresses or whatever to hurry yeah. up and get here, or else we yank them up by the bootstraps and all like, hands, all Everybody hands on right deck. Now. Like, we have to find this, and it's here in this city. So 
let's get moving. Like the sea folk are ready to go in literally to town to find yeah. this thing. When you get the all hands order, man, that's uh, you know, talk about pucker factor. You get that uh your asshole puckers up, you know, it's time to go. <laughs> it's, it, it doesn't matter where you are. So just relating to my, my time in the military, we, we've had those, you know, I, I'm in the gym in my little bit of time off and somebody runs in and be like, hey, you got to get in the talk right now. Like what? what we could possibly need me for it. It's like, well, it's not just you. It, literally everybody right now. When you when you go there, you know, something serious is about to happen. Even when I was in Wisconsin for, and, you know, if you've been listening, you know what I was there for. With the mm-hmm. Afghan refugee thing, not in a combat situation, but still we had a couple of times where it was a, hey, everybody right now, hop on the bus. This is an all hand sort of thing. In those situations, you're like, all right, everything, like everything about our daily routine, everything is changing right now. At a minimum, shit's about to hit the fan. Like the whole mission's changing. So that, I mean, that's the vibe I got when she gave it. And that's why I was like, well, this is significant. But then it threw me for a loop. That immediately afterwards, they're like, all right, now let's discuss terms of this arrangement. And clearly we get to set the terms. I mean, you just kind of showed your hand that like, you're all in for this. Like, this is very important to you. Right. But still your culture and like everything you've been doing for the past hundred thousands of years, whatever, is still coming into play. And you're like, well, let me see what I could get out of this situation. Let me make, <laughs> let me make sure this works in my favor. Well, yeah. you just... Kind of, kind of ruined it for yourself, but right. You know. I don't know. It was, it was funny. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I think, I think that our lady friends kind of recognized that, and they're like, "Wait a minute, you just got all excited, and now you want to discuss terms? What the hell's going on here?" Yeah, and that's not kind of how we end this chapter. Though mm-hmm. I feel like Nynaeve's like the terms are you get to fucking come with us. What do you mean terms? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They were way out of class. They're just like we we have no idea what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. That's that, a, that, that's Elaine's true. trying to politic it. Brigitte is realizes that what she said gave herself away. Like she has no good explanation for how she knows what she said. Yeah. So she's just sitting there sweating, and they're like, "How do you? When did you? Oh, so that was the question of Brigitte. Yeah. When it wasn't how do you know? It was people. immediately when did you spend time with us? Yeah. Because there's no because. You, there's no the, the way question you know that. for the eyes to die was who was the treacherous traitor that gave you our secret because she owes us some some time yeah. essentially yeah, yeah and, and it's a matter of of needing or wanting and who wants it more and really that's who has the upper hand in a negotiation like like once someone doesn't need it as much you have the upper hand like yeah if at least if you if that card gets played out there um it, it, and it's true with like business negotiations. One, one of my mentors, like one of his biggest acquisitions he ever had in buying a business, they sent a young guy in and like halfway through the negotiations, the guy says, listen, if I don't make a deal today, they told me I'm fired. I was like, well, then <laughs> this is how yeah. we're going to make this deal happen then. And uh, yeah. you're going to go back and this is how it's going to be. Uh, you Man, just man. lost this entire negotiation. And you got a crappy deal. Thank you. <laughs> uh, um, I, I don't remember what it was, but early on oh no remember there was the lady across the street from your parents i helped clean out her garage mm-hmm. and then that's where i ended up buying the mustang from her right. her, her husband had passed away so i helped her mm-hmm. clean up a lot of stuff and organize whatever 
but I was, I just happened to be talking to your dad because he's across the street. Like, I was like, I don't know. What do I do? I don't want to lowball her an offender or whatever. She told me to come up with the number. He was, and he said, he goes, no, no, never make the first offer. Whatever, what, whatever you got to do in the conversation, let her make the first offer. In your mind, you already know what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. right? Or what you're willing right. to or not willing to do. Let them make the first offer because it's either going to be way in your favor or you still find a way to get in the zone of what you're comfortable with. Yeah. I mean, I remember as a kid, I, I mean, uh, like this was a huge thing for us. So when I got really into sailing, uh, my dad went to buy a, buy a, a used boat. And I remember being really offended as a kid because he went to go look at the boat. And then when he could negotiate, he made us go wait in the car and not be there either way. And I was so offended by it. And later in life, now I understand, like, if your kid's there, you've lost the negotiation because Dad, this is perfect. I this want is perfect. it. I want to pay whatever price. Yeah. 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 It's like, yeah. go away the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling to talk to him just me and him. Like, <laughs> and it makes sense. He but was... as a kid, I didn't understand it all. I'm like, why can't I be there? Like, why, why can't I? Like, because you are. I, I, I'm old enough to hear this conversation. <laughs> I'm going to be the one sailing. I should know how much it's worth. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Sir. Well, I, no. I just, I just Go sold. Uh, There's a car I bought and fixed up for Ryder. And, and I just sold it because. For reasons he's not driving right now, we won't get into that. Um, and I ended up, I ended up selling it to this guy that was buying it for his daughter. It was her first car, and so when they both showed up and he was going around, you know, popping the hood, kicking the tires, whatever, da da da. And so I was like, man, he's really getting all the nuts and bolts of this. So I just turned to her and I was like, do you have your license? She was like, yeah. I was like, do you want to drive it? She goes, you'd be okay with me driving it. And I was like, yeah, is your dad okay with that? And he was like, well, you know, it's going to be for her. So I guess she should. And when she gets in there, like the first thing I do is turn up the radio, put on some good music. <laughs> I, I put in a new deck and all new speakers in there, which sounded nice. <laughs> in a used car, you need a good sound system. So when something's making a funny noise, you can just turn up the volume. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, I got her behind the wheel, got all the gizmos and ga- gadgets working. And once she was sold, I knew I sold the car. He looked at you. He was like, you bastard. Yeah. She was like, daddy, give him his money so we can leave. This is the one I want, dad. Anyways. Um, Yep. So that's where we end with uh, the the terms. I almost had that car sold for you myself, actually. (laughs) I ended up letting it go for, yeah. If they didn't move quick, I let it go for four grand. And they probably could have turned around and sold it for five. If I'd have been patient, I could have got five or fifty five hundred for oh, it. Oh yeah. I just I was I was itching to get rid of it though. Especially yeah. right now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Anywho. Yeah. Anything in else? In conclusion this with this chapter, Nynaeve is annoying. Oh, Nynaeve's awesome. Take, take that chat. <laughs> I mean, right now. I also recognize that she's done some pretty awesome, amazing things, and we'll probably do more amazing things. But sometimes, oh gosh, sometimes I'm like, please stop. Yeah, there, I mean, there's a very passionate fandom for Naive, and there are actually people that hate Naive too. Even though the people that are passionate about Naive will get really upset yeah. about the people that don't. Yeah, like. don't interpret what I'm saying that I hate Naive. That is not the case. But yeah. sometimes I cringe when she speaks. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. You know that getting embarrassed for other people. It's okay. Like, Ian cringes most times I speak in public when we're together. So it's, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's fun. Uh, guys. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah you, it's really fine. <laughs> you're, you're pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> you're no, you're no naive. <laughs> yeah. Um, anything else for this chapter before we move on? 
Nah. All right. Chapter 14. White plumes. Some white plumes. White plumes. We got, we got, we got ourselves a new pope. Dice. dice. Yeah. So, yeah, dice are the chapter symbol, and we start with gambling. We're at a horse race. We're doing some, Matt's out there doing some gambling. Bet on the ponies. Because he knows horse flesh. He does, but he's taken his talent and his knowledge and his gambling risk a little too far. Okay. How how are you going to take Ollie <laughs> and throw him in a fucking pod race and you don't even know if he's got Jedi reflexes? I mean, this ain't little Anakin. <laughs> Is Ollie <laughs> like you just assume your Taviranus is gonna like spread out and envelop him and he's gonna be fine in this race? Yeah, it's kind of messed up. I mean, not, it, a, not a huge fan of him taking the risk with Ollie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, thoughts on uh, Chris, thoughts on making Ollie uh, all the bets on, on Oliver? On Oliver, hey. I thought that was the best thing. Like I was like, look at him putting his money where his mouth is. That is his board. <laughs> Child endangerment. It's no. a bit reckless. How much training no, no. has Ollie had? We're just fast forwarding. I had a little days. montage of all the training Matt gave him. So like Ollie like was just bound to do great be okay with it. But Ollie's not. But Ollie's with the Taviran. He is the, the adopted son of Taviran. So I could just be bros with Rand hanging out with them, be like, Rand, what up? I'm gonna go jump off this building, land in a haystack. I'm fine. Yeah. No, that's not much. how that works. I mean, it all rubs off on. Because what? Because what if the pattern needed you to splat so that Rand can do great needs, things? Boy, didn't you say he was somebody special? Aren't you the one that's putting money on him to be the 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 reanimation of uh, uh, Br- Brigitte's, Brigitte's husband? Even I don't agree. That's true. Well, no. So, so in, that, in that context, I mean, it's pretty bad. Where your mouth is, and say mm-hmm. this is nothing for him. All right, I'm putting all my He's money on many Ollie. wars. Okay, like Matt. I'm and, trying and to the, look at it from the perspective of decision making by Matt. Was that? Yeah, was it a responsible like decision? A responsible father. And, and the book. The bookie's not happy about it at all. Like you wouldn't put your son. He on just comes horse? up there and is like, "I put all black," <laughs> and they're like, Every, sir, "Everything, sir." <laughs> like everything, everything. That's not even put all black. I, I'm putting all on double zeros. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Not pleased by the but size see, of the match. To be fair, too, Matt knows horses. That's what I'm saying. He can look he at a horse's rear end and know exactly how well it's going to do in a race. Mm. Yeah. He's like the Gansoff. He's going to lose. That one's got a crooked smile. He can't get right. He's been looking at salt too long. He's not hydrated enough. Yeah. yeah. And the was it wasn't there some talk before about like the different types of gambling? There's there's certain versions where he just wins no matter what, and then there's others, other versions of gambling where the dice not, might roll. Yeah. Well, like with the dice, it's almost guaranteed he's gonna he's gonna mm-hmm. win like ninety nine percent of the time. Right. But so there's anything, other factors in horse well, he, racing. He mentions that horse racing he's not not nearly as good at because there's not right. as much right. it's not I, all I, chance. Yeah. Right, I thought he mentioned that. So, like, yeah. this is a this is a balance of his his luck, but also his knowledge and but his I faith do... in the little boy. Mm-hmm. See, boy that's like where. Pounds. All right, how do I explain this? I don't think Matt has any sort of special faith in Ollie, other than 
his size makes him perfect for it. Agreed. I do think there's something special about Ollie, but the reason I judge Matt negatively here is Matt doesn't know there's something special about him. He's no, taking he a risk with Ollie. Correct. Yeah. And Ollie's just the urchin that he put off the street. So if something happens, it happens. Right. Yeah. I'm kidding. It's, it's, I, like I mean, not, not quite that, but it's a little careless. That right? cat makes sleep look so easy. Look at her. And, and then, um, also during all this, uh, Matt starts getting distracted and, and I'll seen one of his got one of his guys from the red hands, like, so they're trying to get his attention. He's like, dude, they're lining up. They're about to go. They're about to go, man. You bet all this money. And I've he's like, mm-hmm. and he's off there. Like thinking, he's like, I placed watches by the palace. How, how are naive and Elaine getting people past them? I don't understand. Like, wait, that woman over there, she, she looks familiar. Where do I know her from? It's like, dude, the horse race, the horse race. He's like, but there's, there's someone over there. I, I recognize her. Okay, pause. Chris, how do you think Nynaeve and Elaine are getting by with and without any of Matt or Matt's men noticing them? Incantations. They're just changing their appearance. Okay. I don't we know if you went straight no, we to that. that. That's out. what I was thinking. We found that but out. Though. I, I mean, as you were yeah. reading, is that, is that straight where you went? Yeah, that's where I went. Okay. Because Either that or the, they were just going invisible. I don't they think... Cloak, so. Right, had to be something like that extreme because I put a lot of cloak. I, I put a lot of faith in not just Matt's abilities, but again, the people he really trusts mm-hmm. um, and how he vetted them. Like these people, they they see what there is. Well, to see. he even has Julian and Tom watching them. Like, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but Julian and Tom are more dedicated to not even Elaine, keeping than they safe. are Matt being involved. But they're more dedicated to keeping them safe, not what they're doing. That's true. If yeah, it yeah. means that Matt snatches them up, puts them in barrels, and rolls them to home, then yeah, let yeah. him put them in barrels and roll them home. Yeah. I just yeah. assume they had to be changing their appearance or doing something to make it very hard to see that they were leaving. Yeah. Not just not just tiptoeing around. I feel like, like you said, Tom, Julian, but then also Matt and all his people, they will notice tiptoeing. You got mm-hmm. to be better than that. Hide in plain sight. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, so yeah, so he sees this woman, he recognizes her, and who would have thought that we had this person him. showing back up? Oh, some woman <laughs> dead a thousand years or more. The light knew that happened often enough. Even Brigitte, Brigitte sometimes tickled his memory. Well, there were four women here, and now who had his brain tied in knots? There were what was important. Nynaeve and the others were avoiding him as if he had fleas. Five times he had been into the palace, and the once they had seen him, it was to tell him they were too busy to see him. They thought he would interfere with what they were up to. <coughs> they were not complete fools, idiots often. And then you have this lady, who he's like, I just, I can't place her. Can't he finally does. Place her, and then... Well, he places her with a, like a straight flashback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And do you guys remember that from either world? I know it's years ago. I do, I do, but I have questions. Okay. Chris, do you have something before I get into my questions? Rance will stay there moaning in the straw, even if the fever seemed gone. At least he was not shouting anymore at people who were not there. Matt eyed the woman suspiciously as she knelt beside Rand. Maybe she could help us as she claimed, but Matt did not trust her as he once had. What was a fine lady like this doing in a village stable? 
caressing the ruby tilted hilt of the dagger hidden by his coat. He wondered why he had ever trusted. It never paid. Never. I didn't realize when I was listening to this that he was having a flashback. I was yeah. like, when did the dagger pop back up in all this? <laughs> right. And it, then, took, it took me two or three go rounds to yeah. do the list. I like I thought that she had the dagger and she was coming at him. But she had a dagger back A dagger, hour. yes. Right. Not the dagger. My <laughs> first listen, I thought the same thing. I was like, how the fuck what? is I, this? Is this Pat and Fane? What the hell? Yeah, that was okay. I'm glad I'm not the only one. That's why I'm glad I went yep. back and actually read it. I was like, wait, this is a memory. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So what were you gonna say? Uh, questions. Don't worry, Chris. I will make myself look extra stupid here. But I the world was years ago. Um, it was. It was. was it, were we absolutely certain that she was a bad guy or did she confess? She confessed she was a dark friend. Oh, we yep. knew okay. she said it, yeah. Okay, well then, I'm glad I asked that first before I mm-hmm. said anything else. Yeah, it was in Never the stable mind. on the road um, to Camelin, Uh That after... Uh, uh, she was in a beautiful point. dress, and she was like, you guys will submit to me, and she... Yeah, she pulled out a knife and, right, right, right. and stabbed... Um, uh, Matt ducked out of the way and stabbed the wood, and it's it's pissed and like, so i guess I'll, I'll say the rest just from the flashback we have here i thought for a second i was like wait she was over Rand, just commenting on how like he's you know pretty sick whatever but then she attacked matt maybe she attacked matt because of his connection to the dagger not necessarily because mm. she's bad so then i was like what no i think she mentions that the eyeless will be here soon you guys need to right, come right. me like she did. That's, right so def, definite definite dark friend ishness. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. All right. Well then never mind. Forget I so, said that. So she's, uh, she's bad. Yeah. Sees her in the distance and Oliver wins. And Matt's like, okay, cool. I'm following this woman. See you guys later. Go collect hey, the winnings. Everybody, uh, yeah, no, everybody else is like, we gotta get the winnings now. Go track them down. They're gonna uh, they're not gonna pay us. It's so much money. And he's he's, like, he's yeah. like, here's the little thingy. He's like, I have my dice in my pocket. I can make all this money back up in a night. Like I'm not worried about I'm any of this. About no. something I ain't worried about, but uh you all go ahead and have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. But make sure you bring my money. Yeah, have my money. So like he starts I'm gonna yeah. need about tree fitty. About tree fitty. <laughs> so Starts following her uh, through the crowd, and she's wearing that you know the white plumes, you know feathers in her hats, so you can see her. She stands out, and um, so there's an interesting question in the chat, and I can't remember if she survived the encounter or not. It was so long ago. Yeah, they locked her in the stable and left. They didn't That's, kill her. Yeah, yeah, but wasn't they it locked like her in the stable. set on fire? Or? No, no, no. They no, took the dagger from her and then threw in the water and it hissed when it hit the water. Yeah. That's as right. they're walking away from the village. But they locked her in the stable and like Yeah, I remember that part. What was with the dagger hissing though? It was just it, enchanted. It smoked too when it when it touched the it was a chanted or some kind it of boiled the water. Yeah, it boiled the water when through the threw in the water. That's intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that early on, neither one of them had you know, were murdering folks. Yeah. Just locked yeah, in the especially, stable. Especially like, women. Yeah. No. We would we would have remembered if Rand had killed her because yeah, Rand, I think they did. Rand and women dying is I think that's why they could kill her. Yeah, I believe they did. Like, yeah. They would not kill her, even though Matt was like, "Well, shouldn't we do it?" Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but at the same time, we should. Yeah, 
Um, so he's following her. She stops at one of the shops. So he doesn't want to get too close. So he kind of ducks into uh, like this little merchant that's selling jewelry and like, you know, puts on a signet ring. And, you know, he's like just trying to act all cool. And he's like, it's like my, and the guy's trying to sell it to him. Yeah. My Lord, you know, this is the finest <laughs> jewelry. You know, all this other stuff. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Not really paying attention to him. Um, For a minute, I no- thought this was a trick. Yeah, because the ring wouldn't come off. I was like, "Oh, is it like a poison ring that like had like <laughs> something in it, or is it enchanted?" Or like, yeah, you never know thoughts. what's coming next chapter. Could it? Yeah, could be still, when, but like this would be the third enchanted item that he comes in like contact with. But oh, really? Overpaid her. <laughs> yeah, she, she ain't no pater. She ain't no pater. I'm gonna do a mix-up costume. I'm gonna be pater. But with a hat with a giant plume, but it's going to be an insane plume. The plume will be as tall as I am, so it'll be a four foot plume coming off the top of my hat. That's going to be my costume for day one at JordanCon this year. Nice, sounds awesome. Why is she your favorite bar strider? Tell us, yeah. Wait, go a little deeper, enlighten us. Yeah, why, 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 why why is she your favorite dark friend? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Spoilers through book ten. Go ahead. Because <laughs> <Wait. laughs> she because she lives and Peter dies. Uh. Oh no! Peter's <laughs> oh. not dead. We no. only, we we don't know for certain that Peter's dead. Her, her answer is sure. Oh, um, interesting. So um, yeah, uh, he's forced to buy the signet ring, which he just throws money. He's like, "This is too much. I don't care. Keep the change." And the moment he pays, that's when it slips off his finger. Right. <laughs> of course. Yeah. That's um, when I that's when I started thinking, like you did were saying, Chris. I was like, wait, is there actually something on the ring? Here? What's that? A black stone? Stone? But what the what the inscription was, what the there's actually stuff like engraved onto it. Ooh, I breezed past that. Yeah, the it, ring is shown to have a fox bothering some ravens. Oh. Oh, mm. interesting. It might be a interesting. Maybe that's why it's stuck to him. Yeah. Mm. Maybe it goes with the necklace he's wearing. Yeah. Maybe it's a pair. Wow. Maybe it's part of a yeah. set. I mean, he is. He has, he, a, is. he has a fox head medallion, and there's ravens on his spear he got also from the fox. Yeah. Spears. Wait, what if he keeps collecting all these different all these items and he keeps yeah. powering up? That's like, what I'm Maybe thinking. he's not a channeler. But he gets like the breastplate of this, the helmet of that, the spear of whatchamacallit, the necklace of Dumaflagi, the the toe ring of discombobulated thingamajiggers. I agree. He, I think I think he's mm-hmm. making a picking up a great collection. Yeah. Maybe That's he is awesome. a dark friend. <laughs> yeah. So he loses her for a little bit. Um Caesar just in time to see her go into a palace, but um, just at that point too, a white cloak comes through parting the sea like they do, like assuming everyone is going to go the way for them, which they do um, and watches the white cloak go in there as well. And the, the and, whole time Matt's trying to find as he's chasing her, what am I going to do once I get a hold of her? Right. It's always the question running in his mind. He's like, if mm-hmm. I cause a scene, then I cause a scene against myself too. You know, maybe I report her. Maybe I do this. Maybe I do that. And so he's standing there watching her going. He's like, God, I wish I knew whose house that was. And then some random bumps like, oh, that's the the white cloak's house. 
the mm-hmm. the main inquisitor. So there's our Pad and Fang connection. Ooh, she is in leagues of Pad and Fang in some way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. Yeah, maybe. So Matt's oh, yeah. trying to put this together about White Cloaks and Dark Friends. What are they doing together? Pad and Fang. The nasty. The nasty. Oh, yeah. Mm. Pad and Fang has been manipulating the, manipulating the White Cloaks through a Dark Friend for some time now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I can see all this kind of tying together now. Yeah. Well, the the White Cloak we see is is Jacob Carradine. I mean, that's what they say. I mean. Yeah. And Jacob Carrington is the man who causes a force. We already know this. Yes. He, he is the dark friend from the, the dark beginning friend. of book two. So he's uh, a dark friend, white cloak. But yeah. I, th- here's the, th- but in the dark friend social, mm-hmm. none of them were supposed to know each other. Right. They're supposed to be acting very independently. Right. Well, she wasn't at the social, was she? Well, we don't no, know. We don't know. But I mean, mentioned. she fit. She 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 could fit the description of some of the folks that were there. Just because they don't know each other. You also, you also got to think that the Darkfront Social is being led by Ishmael, who is not with us. Right. Not there anymore. So no, the who's, dark who's leading them now? Actively, it might be different rules. Different. Different. I mean, so the dark one Ishmael. is actively working to bring his people sure. together well, and get them motivated in the right direction. So yeah. Like, okay. like what, controlling them now. Okay. Well, Lanfear Alan, from the you can read and find out, buddy. Okay. <laughs> it's Lanfear. <laughs> that Lanfear's when I dead. first read, when I first read about this back. woman, I thought it was Lanfear. I got excited. I don't know about you, but they kept drawing attention to the random mysterious woman. Like the only woman they put that much emphasis on this entire book series was Lanfear. So she back. Uh, I mean. She's gonna. It'll catch me off guard if it's her. I, I mean, I didn't normally. I, mean, like, I know this is normally. Her, normally, even if I'm first. like three or four pages before the mention of Lanfear, I already start getting kind of a a semi. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I just I just know it's, <laughs> it's coming. coming, and then yeah. when I turn that page, it's like bam. bam. And I didn't quite I didn't quite get that here. So, okay, no. okay. not uh, as much that, like Lanfears, but yeah. And so, what do you think about this old man you run into? Matt he's thinks he knows him. He's a problem. He's a problem. Okay. Do you think he's a dark friend? No, I just think he's a out of place. The options are too great. Okay. One, does Matt know him from this current lifetime? That could already be kind of bad. If Matt recognizes him and it's from the me- new memories he's getting from previous lifetimes, that's really bad because it narrows down who it could be. And it's probably really bad. Okay. But he recognized the stranger, somebody that had been with the woman. Mm-hmm. But a the white haired man with a hooked nose. That old man had been with, had been. Oh, wait. No, no, no. That's standing not too far from the woman who had just gone into the rented palace. So whether he knew her that's or more not. That's more death. Mm-hmm. That's Pat and Fane. Wait, what does Pat and Fane go by when he's with the white cloaks? Uh, is, warm, it, is it more uh, something warm? Something warm. Um, yeah, someone something warm. That's who this is going to be. You think so? I think so. So it's like he's doing a Javar move. Yeah, okay. I like that. Yep. 
I, I mean, I didn't really think about that. Sorry, or Deeth, or Deeth, which means which means something warm. Sorry, or Deeth, which yeah. in the old or tongue Deeth. means yeah, something yeah. like. So maybe this is Pat and Fane, a little little faceless man kind of. Yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Um. Anyways, um. So you think it's something? You think he is Pat and Fane, or you think it's something to do with Pat and Fane? He's saying he thinks it is Pat and Fane. Right. I'm just kind of okay. making this up now. I wasn't necessarily thinking that when I was reading, but listening to some of the things Chris is theorizing and whatever, I, yeah, I could feel that connection. So, and don't they specifically talk about the nose when they talk about this old guy? Yeah, you're right. A crooked nose, a hooked nose. Yeah, that's when I really started thinking the Pat and Fane thing. Okay. And we know, like you said, he has his hooks in with the white cloaks. I will say he has showed up in previous books. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, wow. <laughs> Let me skim back the last couple of years and see what I come up with. <laughs> uh, that's all I'm going to say. So, yeah. Maybe he's the guy from the tavern who recognized what Matt was said about the daughter of the nine names. Okay. This is going to take us so long and my memory is so shit. I feel like in after the like the last battle of the last book, we're going to have like a final episode to kind of recap and summarize. And it's going to be a panel of like Alan and some of our folks that have just been with us forever that know everything about these books. And Chris, they're going to keep going, hey, hey, you know how in the final battle when he said this, do you remember in book two, page seven? when they mention this and we'll be like, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> and it's going to be, there's going to be like a thousand references all along the way that we've like totally forgotten. Super obscure. Yeah, I, I yeah. agree. Remember when, that, remember when he winked in eye of the world and the truth made it, a little it, bit. It, ah. it does all come back when you do a reread and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Like it's all there. And it's very obvious. It. Um, but yeah. Um, but it's not. It's it's a, it's good writing. Um, so yeah. So it, le- it the chapter ends with with um, the dark friend going into the palace. Matt talking to the old man and trying to figure out well how the hell am I supposed what am I supposed to do now kind of thing. Like can't go in there. Why are they together? Like the plot thickens. Plot <laughs> thickens. Do we have any forsaken worries here? I didn't get that vibe, but I've been wrong before. Mm. Would you, do you have any forsaken vibes here, Chris? No, I don't. Okay. Yeah, nothing like that jumped out at me. Mm. Okay. Just Pat and Fing. It's the only one that came Just to mind. Yeah, and I, I may be wrong, but Pat and Fing keeps coming to my mind. Okay. If, you, if you're not right, it was, it was a very solid guess. Because I wasn't okay. even totally thinking that, but once you said it, I was like, ooh, yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay. Feels right. Yeah. So that's how we end this chapter. It's not too. Yeah, but more questions. All right. More questions. Uh, oh, Ollie, we ended the Ollie. chapter actually with the dice starting to rattle in Matt's head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that, that's that was a cruel way to end the chapter because you just know something's about to go down, something serious is about to happen. Wait, and wait. Now... What if this chick is his nine moons in a third nah. planet rock from the sun with the asteroid belt lady? I, I can't believe that. It's about to go down. It is. It's not. That's not her. Yeah, only because I can't imagine Matt getting with some chick that has a giant plume off of her hat. No, Matt's going to be the sea woman. We know this. Okay. 
Lady of the Sea. Somebody that can rock the boat real well. Somebody that can ride the wave. Yep, yep. Oh, so my my real question. Back to how we're just being negligent and just borderline abusive with our our parenting of Ollie. Because let's be honest, Matt is playing the role of a parent whether he wants to or not. What is what is Ollie's cut? They just made a shit ton of money. Is how much how much that goes to, to Ollie? Sleep and he gets food in his mouth. Don't no, you question me. If yeah, but if in Matt's mind he never really risked any money because he knew he could take his little seed money and win it all back in some dice later, then what was he actually risking? He was risking the horse and he was risking Ollie. So who should get the most of those winnings? That horse should be able to eat the best grain and get massages and cleaned up and have the its teeth brushed every single day. And Ollie Thank you. How should get about 90% of that the winning. So um according to um according to horse jockey uh easyhorsebetting.com um jockeys are usually this is today jockeys usually paid only if the horse gets first second or third place uh and their compensation is usually uh 10% for first place 2% for second place and half a percent to 1% for third place of the total purse winnings. Oh wow. Um, yeah, but Matt apart from knows that, you usually get $100 actually- you should Matt's get hundred dollars any money. Ride. Yeah, if they don't place, you still get hundred dollars just to ride. That's lame. That's nothing. <laughs> that's in today's economy. That's like two Big Macs and a giant tea. I know. That's so shitty. That's three and a half eggs. <laughs> yeah. That's that's three whole eggs and one. Do egg economics. Yeah. <laughs> the average the average jo- the average jockey earns around forty thousand dollars per year, but that sometimes they'll ride multiple races in a day. Man. Um. Ali's also what seven years old, eight years old, tops. Forty k for an eight year old, six yeah. year old, seven year old, whatever. And Matt's risking his life. Oh, by the way, when they reach the turnaround point, since he was in the lead, sometimes the people that are trailing will slash at them, you know, mm-hmm. just to yeah. f at them. Yeah, that's messed up. I mean, he, he can get another one off the street. Yeah. Matt does care. We're we're joking. We know Matt's got a heart. Yeah, but I wish it was discussed. <laughs> Matt's discussed. not the one that put him on the horse either. No, that was the guy sitting at the table with Matt. Matt well, was Oliver like, loves horses. His payment yeah. is to spend time with the horses. Yeah, he gets to tame, <laughs> he gets to mutt the yuck and gets to feed them. And... If if you love doing it, you don't have to get paid to do it. It's like the girl that sat on the lifeguard stand. When we were kids, and then uh, she had oh, yeah. a lifeguard. Yeah. Well, that's because she was super introvert and weird as assholes. And like pretty much. Like, hey, you want to you want to get off the lifeguard? It's like, uh, like, oh, I guess she's not talking. Okay, she'll stay yeah. up there. <laughs> if you if you want to stay up there, I'll get back in the pool and swim and go off the diving board. But when you're ready, I'll come relieve you. She's like, I have six more hours in my shift. I'll just stay here. I'm like, gotcha. All right, <laughs> All right. I'm going to get some French fries from the cabana. You want some? <laughs> so bad. It's it's uh, your turn in the spades tournament. Are you playing? No, I forfeit. I'm gonna stay right here. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Oh, the spades tournaments. That was fun. Those were the days. Those were the days. Uh, that wasn't even a real job. I can't believe they paid us to do that. <laughs> Got paid good money. It was good money. <laughs> uh anyways. Um, yeah. So uh anything else from these chapters that we missed? No. They were really 
good chapters, yes. but there was a lot of just personal insights in these chapters. We got a good look into Avienda's mind for the first time, we know. And then we got a, a great look into Matt processing some more of those old memories. Because even when that happened, what, had he already, I guess he, he hadn't run into the dagger yet at that time. But not too long after, he was starting to lose his mind because he did it with the dagger. So all that's kind of just fuzzy to him. So that level of recall is really good. Yep. And he's also piecing out the fact that he knows that some of his memories aren't altogether his. Yeah, they, they got they got paid to play spades. Paid to play spades. I got paid to go off the diving board. I got to paid. Drink. I got paid to drink. I got <laughs> I got paid to shoot uh a potato or no a lemon uh three hundred and twenty yards. How long uh, potatoes at me? All they were doing was How long was the first hole? Oh, uh, we barely left. Was it what? was it 320, 340? 340 yards, yeah. On the on the first par four, we launched a, a lemon from the tee box and hit the green. Yeah. Oh wow, that's, that's nice. awesome. Yeah. That yeah, was, was pretty was, cool. That was pretty good. Got paid for that. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Paid for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Got paid for playing greasy watermelon. Yeah. Yeah, we we were really bad. Um yeah, we would we would just play spades all day long. And had a great tan. Mm-hmm. It was a good yeah. time. That's fun. I actually yeah. drained the entire pool. I was helping to clean up after a storm, and I was the last one to leave. So we had vacuumed a bunch of sand. So I put it on backwash, and then while I was in there switching all the valves back, well, supposed to be switching all the valves back, I got a phone call from somebody, and they're like, "Oh, we're meeting up at blah blah blah. We're gonna do dinner, get some drinks." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll meet you there." And I turned the filter back on. I still had the valve set to backwash. This is the de- the downstairs pool. There is like an Olympic size pool. I mean, it's massive. The amount of water it holds. When I came back in the next morning to open, it was empty. The entire <laughs> pool was empty. The, you know, there's thousands of dollars to cost to fill it. Right. The amount of money that is spent on water to refill it is it's that's as much as I got paid in two summers of working there. (laughs) They were like, Ian, what happened? And all I could say was, oops, oops. I think I messed up. (laughs) (laughs) They had a restaurant, the pool that was called the cabana. And it was like a deck up high. And if you move the chairs the right way, it sounded like thunder. So we would send a lifeguard up there to move the chairs. We're like, oh, thunder. If there's a cloud in the sky, there's like one cloud. Like, oh, lightning storm coming. Everybody out of the pool. We're closing. <laughs> that was before all these apps where it shows you where the lightning strikes are. Oh, yeah, so they yeah, couldn't yeah. question it. Once you hear it, man. Yeah. We and yes, it. for all of that, we got paid. Yes. Because <laughs> right, we'd sit there and hang out until the storm, the storm, air quotes, blows over. Yeah. Yeah. We were horrible. Um, <laughs> also the the torpedoes torpedoes that you could have in the pool the large ones not the mm-hmm. minis the large ones also fit inside of a two inch barrel of a potato gun, potato gun. Mm-hmm. but in order for it to fire properly you're going to want to lube it up just a little bit because that rubber on the pvc it'll stick but yeah. you can shoot those out of a two inch barrel of potato gun mm-hmm. they go really fast yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, 
That's all we have for these chapters. So, um, favorite character? Ollie. He put it all on the line. He risked it for the biscuit. He was was the man. I'm going to have to go with Avienda. I I like the Mm -hmm. fact that she is finally starting to sort through her emotions for Rand and come to terms with sharing him and then going through new experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And very My- unideal of her. She actually asked for a bucket so she could up chuck. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very unideal. Being on a large body of water, wearing like silk dresses, <laughs> whatever. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Following somebody mm-hmm. else's lead, period. Yeah. Up chucking in a bucket. A lot of new stuff go. for her. Um, mine would have to go with uh, Nynaeve, just for Thank being you. such a strong character in this chapter. Uh, these chapters, you know. I'm actually relieved that you chose her. I and thought you were going to say. And <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna say, I thought you were going to go with that. No. Of course, Tomanis. He's always there in our hearts. Uh, uh, get out of here. <laughs> No, really, get uh, out of here. Go. Yeah, okay, Just... okay. Yeah, so how can be found? Uh, Theoilreads.com. It's a website that you can go to on the interwebs, and you can click on things called links, and they bring you to all sorts of cool places like our Discord server um, that people have been joining recently. Um, so it's been cool seeing new people joining. Um, I need that to post cool. more on there. I, I posted some eggs the other day to show how bougie I was having breakfast with eggs. Um, <laughs> it was a bougie breakfast. Yeah, it was a floral, like more it than was wine? actually dinner. It was leftover eggs uh, with. Um, you made just, so many eggs, you had leftovers. <laughs> yeah. Get so we bought eggs from the restaurant, had leftovers. Yeah, after I fill my gas oh, tank, wow. I spray some on the ground just to be like it, whatever. In a pork chop. Eggs <laughs> <laughs> in a pork chop. That's my dinner. <laughs> It was left overnight. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, I had some eggs, but uh, yeah, I need to post more on there. All the cool stuff. I, I posted something on Patreon too the other day. Um, I need to post more stuff, but um, yeah, join Discord. Uh, and and if you're a first time reader listening to us, please feel free to join Discord and chat in the first time reader section. Uh, I I love reading those, no matter what book you're on. Um, just post away um just thoughts and what's going on and how, how you feel about what you're reading and if you have questions ask questions we might not answer you um but uh, with a wrath though but uh but yeah it's still fun um also you can support us in lots of ways you can support us by listening to us it's a great way to support us um we, we do get some ad revenue from that uh and merchandise mm-hmm. buy our cool merch uh we have some cool t-shirts um, and even baby onesies and things like that, frosty mugs, um, and shot glasses just, to go with the baby onesies. Shot glasses to get to the shots. Um, and Patreon, yeah, Patreon's cool. We love our patrons we uh, do. a lot. So we appreciate y'all. Yeah, do we, we have any ones go around? Did I miss that? No, not this, not this week. Next, last week we did. This week, no. That's no, all right. We're okay. we're shouting out to it's Reversible okay. Pony. Okay. Yeah. 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 And and for for our patrons at a certain tier, we will be doing some more live reactions soon. So that that will be happening yeah. We have soon. Warbreaker coming up. Well, that that's for everybody. That too. Yeah, that's what, yeah. We're doing Cosmere stuff too. So if you if you like Brand yeah. Sanderson stuff, we, we do that as well. Um, so Cosmere, kind of sort of. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be finishing Warbreaker soon. And yeah, that's all I got for this week. Until next time, peace.
Okay, bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed the show and thank you for listening to The Wheel Reads. See y'all next time.